0: hello everybody welcome back to the sports spectator podcast episode nine back here with juan um monday evening both of us are loading up on the philadelphia eagles for monday night football i believe uh juan you are the world traveler coming back from (laughs) out of the country canada how have you been
1: dude? um i'm doing well john thanks for having me back you know um And appreciate you for holding on the fort last week, man. You know, last week's episode, just an absolute banger uh, with travel football fan Danny. um, Absolutely killed that episode. So definitely want to give you a big shout out for holding it down, still providing our fans with the same high quality podcast, um, even in my absence. But to answer your question, John, no, traveling always fun. Uh, So I was in the province of Quebec, uh, mostly Speaking French, I had to brush up on that a little bit. Hadn't haven't really had to talk too much of it um, since high school. Uh, very, very cold. Uh, but if you've never been to the Great White North, I've been now to two provinces, uh, Ontario and Quebec. Uh, would highly recommend to anyone who maybe hasn't had a chance to, uh, to check it out. I feel like Canada is a little bit uh, underrated, uh, so definitely recommend it. But uh, going back on the topic of sports, since this is not a traveling podcast, Uh, Something that was really cool about being in Canada is that I went there right as the Canadian Football League. Uh, Check this out. They were basically having their Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, so the Canadian Football League, they obviously don't call it the Super Bowl. They call it the Great Cup. Um, And it was actually really interesting. The Great Cup, which already occurred um, actually yesterday, it was between the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Montreal actually won that one. 28 to 24 but it was actually really cool man because uh when i got there i saw all the signage everything uh, and people were really really hyped and you know i will fully admit i am somewhat aware of things that occur in the canadian football league i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i fully follow it but it was really awesome man it was a cool environment like people in montreal which is where i was at uh were hyped about it i was like talking to people about it um dude and it was it was a whole thing man so you know i think as big consumers of football in general. It was just really, really dope um, seeing that. Um, I definitely was asking people like, yo, is there like a good line to bet? Is there a good bet? Like, <laughs> what, what, what's the over? What's the under? Um, and I definitely discovered that the majority of uh, people definitely aren't as big of like degenerates when it comes to gambling <laughs> as I am. And they were just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like none of that makes sense. I don't really know what level. a line is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're like over, under, money, like what?
0: Yeah, um, that is like maybe, a
1: foreign language. Yeah, maybe the, the, the French uh, being in the way that could have attributed it to it. I was trying to figure out. It's like, how do I say spread in Francais?
0: Uh, so do you speak French? Like can you were speaking actual French to people? Bro, it is
1: unbelievably rusty. Uh, wow, I don't that's know, impressive though. Yeah, I don't know if I would put it on my resume as like a language that I'm like proficient in. But yeah. Um, you know i can sort of somewhat defend myself um, dude if
0: you're if you're able to somewhat sort of defend yourself that is 100% proficient on my resume <laughs> i'm i'm proficient in spanish english yeah man i would definitely put that down
1: <laughs> Okay, i'm going to i'm going to start saying it, dude next thing you know i'm getting shipped out to like nice france or something and um you know i got to do the pod- podcast overseas here. i'm going to be like yeah john this i just went down a rabbit hole <laughs> i started throwing it on my resume now i'm here in france and um yeah man Big
0: catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2024, marking the calendar that's happening. Sports Spectator with Juan to, to France. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, welcome back. Happy to have you back. And and speaking of and staying on the topic of soccer or football, as the rest of the world calls it, yep. some big news to get started with in this episode on Copa America. For those of you that might not be familiar with it, this is um, it's pretty much like a miniature World Cup specifically for South American teams. Um, happens every two years, I believe. But this upcoming one in 2024 is happening in the United States, and it will have, um, I believe it will have six teams from the CONMEBOL, which is the North American uh, soccer conference. So, you know, Mexico, Canada, all of Central America. And yeah, exciting news for us in Miami. They're going to be doing the drawing. On December 7th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern in Miami. So where they're going to announce all the different teams and groups and schedules. And they're also going to have the final match played at the Hard Rock in Miami on July 14th of 2024. Um, so, yeah, next summer, turn up. <laughs> it's going to be awesome in Miami. South America, America are going to be coming to Miami to watch that game. It's going to be bonkers. Um, As far as the teams that are going to play for North America, it's going to be four teams that win their quarterfinals matches that are actually going on right now. So, USA is is 3 0 up. Um, They're probably going to make it without issue. Uh, Panama is 3 0 up on Costa Rica. So, they look like they're going to come through. Mexico is down 0 2 to Honduras. Uh, And then Canada is up 2 1 on Jamaica. So, there is a world where Mexico does not make this American Copa America, with which would just be icing on the cake as a USA soccer fan. Um, so yeah, man, what, what do you, did you, did you know about this one that this was going to be here in Miami or even in America next year, the Copa America?
1: Well, dude, of course, man. Like, I mean, if you follow a travel football fan, he's been talking <laughs> about it uh, plenty, plenty, but dude, I am extremely, extremely excited. Again, I'm always, always very transparent about the fact that, you know, Football, basketball are, you know, my babies. That's definitely what I watch the most. And, you know, I will fully admit soccer is definitely a lot more secondary. But even that, I'm so hyped um, to have that. Um, Just everything around the World Cup in general, dude. I mean, it's just going to be – I feel like we got to come up with a new word outside of lit. Um, It's (laughs) just something that is going to absolutely transcend that. I mean, you bring the world to Miami, um, you know, for anything soccer-related. And, like, dude, that's it. Dude, that's, that's you're great. you're absolutely right. A word,
0: it, we do need a better word than lit because like lit is good, but yeah, bro, you you hit it on the head. Like it is not good enough. We need like a dude. I don't even know. Like a super. I can't even personify the lit. It's gonna be. Well, we'll have to think on it. And if if our listeners have any ideas, what can we use that's stronger and more powerful than lit?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I would definitely love to know. We we'll, we we'll, we'll definitely have to post this clip and um and see if we can get any, any submissions for um any words outside of that. But I did want to ask you John just on the topic um cuz I feel like one of the things that makes this show great is what are the spiciest takes? So, this is obviously like leagues ahead, but is there any any dark, ho- any dark horse, any dark horse team for the World Cup that maybe listeners should be aware of that maybe we like, talk about?
0: Break the internet. USA winning the Copa America in America would just be like the craziest storyline going into the World Cup. I mean, it would be so epic. Imagine this. USA versus Argentina with Messi playing in Miami. I mean, it, it would be insane. It's
1: not hard to believe either. Dude, that's, that would be, oh my God, dude, that would be ridiculous. I mean, how would we even, I feel like I would, I would feel very divided if I saw, you know, that match and then Messi subsequently losing, because he's definitely starting to become like a big face of just South Florida in general. And then to see him lose, I don't know. I feel like that would be, uh, I would be very bittersweet witnessing that. But yes, it would just be absolutely legendary.
0: So you heard I would love first. to see Colombia there, too. Like a Colombia-Argentina final would be really cool. Um, and, well, yo, I mean, Colombia looked amazing with dude, that be, comeback win against uh, Brazil. Brazil.
1: Dude, we're back, baby. We're back. Dude, I've been on uh, Warsaw over mode uh, for the past, I don't know, <laughs> how many years um, with uh, with La Selección is what we call it. Um, dude. And as soon as, you know, just watching the highlights of that game and then obviously seeing that we won – I was like, dude, we're, we're so back.
0: Um, dude, Colombia has been bread. down bad for a minute.
1: We have. We have. Um, it's, it's been rough for us, man. You know, we had a really bad election, um, you know, not that long ago. Uh, economy's just been in the gutter uh, for, you know, again, since that particular election. Uh, so to really see Colombia come back and just absolutely crush Brazil. Um, dude, I mean, that's probably the most devastating thing that's happened to the area since, you know, deforestation, I would assume. Uh was pretty bad for them. <laughs> facts. So
0: Dude, facts. Especially like no offense, but you know it more than anyone, like to, especially to Colombia. It's sick that it was in Colombia too.
1: But uh, um yeah. Yeah, it was a special victory because I will never forget getting knocked out of the World Cup in uh, 2014, uh, which is when Hamas obviously was having his ridiculous run. He kind of came on the scene uh during that particular tournament. And then it was against Brazil um, that we got knocked out. So ever since 2014, I've had just a special grudge um, against that country. Um, I mean, Brazilian girls are are fun. Like, they're super cool. Definitely nothing against individuals in general. Um, I guess definitely just the soccer team as a whole um, definitely have had a huge grudge. Um, So it's very satisfying to me um, having seen that game for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, man. So book of the calendars, long story short, USA versus Argentina in Miami. Yeah. The script's been written by the sports spectator. Uh, Mm -hmm. enjoy, place your future bets. Now you're welcome. You're so welcome guys. (laughs) Um, so two things, another thing, completely separate subject but on the subject of lit. I was running on Miami beach this weekend and guess who I saw, just, just take a random guess of the, I'll give you hints. He is a football college football legend. Um and recently won a uh
1: national title. Who did I see? Recently won a national title. Um so obviously it's got a so I assume it's someone from Georgia. Was it Stetson Bennett?
0: No, that would have been cool, but this was much cooler. Ed Ordron. Uh, oh I saw him sh- just chilling on a bench. No yeah. way. I'm training for a half marathon, so I was running and I was dying. I saw him I'm like, holy shit, that's Ed Ordron. I did a double take. I'm like, it's really him. And then I was like, just thinking through my head, I should just go up to him and talk to him. And I was like, you know what? I just got to keep running. It was just me just like bitching out. But yeah, man, I saw him just like glowing in the sun, just vibing. Uh, epic. So he's in Miami Beach. He's here. So we're going to get him on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll see him again lounging in the sun. But yeah, that was, uh, that was badass. That was really mm-hmm.
1: cool. What uh, what 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 really intense rumor can we start from that? Maybe we can start. I guess UM obviously having just an absolutely crash and burn type of season at Orgeron Obviously being here, does that mean that the Canes are getting oh, yes,
0: yes at Orgeron to Miami?
1: I'm ready to start that rumor. I don't care.
0: That's, it started. Let's go. Yeah, he's um, and here's let's put the whole thesis together. So I, I did my stalking, my professional John stalking. He's got an apartment in Miami beach so that he's got, he's got a home here. He's locked in. Uh, He, yeah. Likes the heat and the sun, Miami. Uh, He is now officially the CEO of Roback, the athletic leisure wear. So he has a direct funnel for NIL sponsorships. That's probably illegal in NCAA by many ways. (laughs) Maybe not. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know what else we need. And we saw him there. He's training. He's getting ready for this Miami job. So start the rumor. Another one. Bet your futures. You, got the world, you have the Copa America future and you have the Miami next head coach
1: future. Dude, we got we to gotta start charging a premium for this podcast because we're just literally <laughs> giving these away. But yes, you heard it here first, folks. From our mouth to yours, John witnessed it. I mean, this was, a good, this was as good as a press conference. John seeing him on the beach, I think safe to say, or, at Orgeron to UM. Fully <laughs> confirmed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I should have done it. I should have walked up to him and like, I thought all this through my head and I should have walked up and be like, Hey, you know, like, are you going to Miami? Whatever. Anyway. Um December 17th, everybody, we're doing the watch party. It's still getting worked out, but if you haven't marked in your calendars already, we're going to have a problem. So do it. We'll see you there. I think it's a one o'clock or three o'clock kickoff, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins. Yes. And with that being said,
1: Juan... I'm handing it over to you to take us where you may. Oh, dude. Always my favorite segment of the pod. Talking about our beloved, our favorite mammals, honestly, the dolphins. Week 11. The dolphins are now 7-3. and three. We beat the Las Vegas Raiders 20-13. to 13. Um, I was a little upset because uh, part of my picks this weekend, I said that you absolutely, it was printing money with the money line and the spread. The spread, unfortunately, did not hit. We missed it by a good seven points. Uh, so very disappointing. You know, I'm a big believer. Uh, good, th- good teams win games, but great teams also cover. Um, Well, you know what? A win is a win. We were coming off a bye. You know, obviously just sh- shaking off um, a little bit of the rust, and I don't care. Uh, anytime you get a win in the NFL, a dub's a dub. But yeah, improving to seven and three. And here's a fun fact for you, John. Are you aware that as of right now, the Dolphins are undefeated at home this season? I had no idea.
0: I saw it in your notes and I was like, wow.
1: Yeah. That means that if someone decided to become and pay attention to the NFL as of this season, and they also coincidentally decided to be a Miami Dolphins fans, they have technically not witnessed Miami Dolphins sitting at home. In their eyes, they are the greatest team um to ever exist. You know, if you think <laughs> about it in that manner. But yeah, undefeated at home. The only losses, the only three losses, again, have been on the road. Um, and we've made this that take on the pod before, in that all of those losses that we had, I'm a big believer, and I think you are as well, John, that had those games been played at home, I'm very confident that a lot of them would have turned out uh differently. Would we be? 10-0 right now, uh, maybe, maybe not. I would say at least, you know, 9-1 and um, at worst, but definitely would be a lot better than 7-3. That said, um, we are definitely in the hunt for that number one uh, spot in the AFC. So really hoping tonight that, um, you know, the Chiefs really just get absolutely whomped by the Eagles. Um, I did place a bet earlier today on Patrick Mahomes throwing at least Half an, inter- half an interception. Um, so I am sort of praying um, on their downfall because, again, if they lose and we win next week against the Jets, which, by the way, breaking moves, if you haven't heard, Zach Wilson got benched, not even to second string QB, but now to third string QB. Um, we're now Tim Boyle and then Trevor Simeon. And then backing Trevor Simeon is Zach Wilson. So we're going to be playing wow. against a Tim Boyle led absolute dumpster fire of a new york jets (laughs) team um i definitely want to talk about that game a little bit i'm so sorry to new york jets fans i sincerely think that you guys deserve better and what they have been going through this season uh i quite frankly wouldn't wish it on anyone again the whole aaron Rodgers thing has been that but then but just having to witness um zachariah wilson zachary wilson i legit don't know how do you say his formal name Uh, Being behind center for this whole season and just doing the stuff that he does, dude. I feel like I feel like that's a war crime. It's just very it's just very unfair uh, to them. I mean, the guy during this game, um, there was a couple. I I didn't pay full attention to the game, but I saw a couple clips just like trending on Twitter. So there was one where Zach Wilson got hit on the sidelines, and where he got hit, uh, Robert Sala, the head coach, was right there, bro. And it literally looked like Robert Sala grabbed Zach Wilson. And instead of kind of like catching him to break his fall, literally grabbed him and actually threw him on the ground, almost wanting to like intentionally injure his QB because that's how bad he is. He just really wanted to bench him that bad. And then there was another clip, and, and this one was just absolutely summarize the New York Jets season. There was literally one where Zach Wilson was walking backwards. I think they were heading into the uh, the locker rooms uh, for halftime, and he literally slipped on his own footing um it was like a cartoon like you could hear the cartoon effects going off in the background of him then literally just falling on his ass. Um bro so poor team um but again you know at the end of the day it is the NFL. Um I am 100% that we are going to just crush them next week. Money line, spread again probably guaranteed money against the Jets and then if we beat them and the Chiefs lose tonight, we will have at least for the time being, that first that first seat in the AFC and get that first round bye. But how are you feeling, John? What did you think? I know you saw a little bit of the game, but how are you feeling? I'm always trying to gauge as a brand new Miami Dolphins fan.
0: Yeah, so I have a question that explains how I'm feeling that you brought up when you were talking about like how we've only lost on the road. So growing up as an NFL fan, but not as a Dolphins fan, I always observed the Dolphins uh, around this time of the season and and into the winter, where I feel like they're at a very big disadvantage on the road in the north. Uh, do you think there's, like, a stat line on that where, like, that's true? Like, just coming from, like, literally the summer in Miami year-round to, like, a Buffalo or, like, a Chicago or really anywhere probably north of, like, Georgia?
1: You know, I feel like that's a hard stat to uh, to quantify because uh, I just feel like there's so many factors. But, I mean, the the home field advantage – um, it's very, very real. I mean, I think just naturally, if you are you get drafted to Buffalo and you're playing there consistently like season after season, you're going to play a couple of games in the winter. So I think naturally you just get acclimated to that in the same way that when uh, opposing teams come to the hard rock and they're playing here in the heat. And to us, that's a home field advantage because the Dolphins are used to playing in that. Uh, I am a big believer in that. I mean, like another one that comes to mind, uh, Mile High, you know, Denver Broncos Stadium. Um, There's definitely proven, like, it's been seen that players definitely have a harder time playing there. I mean, even in the NBA, when players go to play against the Nuggets, it's a little bit more difficult playing in that elevation. So I do want to say yes, but I feel like there's, it it, it would take a little bit of research uh, to honestly quantify that a little bit. But I'm going to say yeah. I think in general, Road games are always going to be tougher. You know, you're facing um, an away crowd. Um, you're facing a different environment than you used to training in, so it's it's tougher, man. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: but I feel good. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's a G. It's awesome seeing him come alive with these interceptions. Just, I mean, straight up balling. Uh, our defense is good. Tua looks good. A chain, you know, that sucks, but Mostert oh, is man. sure kind of
1: <laughs> smiling a little bit there. It is, it is unfortunate. Um, I was actually surprised when he got activated for this game, um, just because I thought we had this one pretty in hand and didn't necessarily need a chain. Uh, but dude, so apparently when he got taken out, it's, he's not necessarily injured. I, I mean, he did re-aggravate the same injury that took him out um, for I think it was four weeks. Um, but he got taken out more as a precautionary measure. So I feel like right now they're probably going to take it slow with him a little bit, maybe not rush to bring him back. And hopefully by the time like playoffs roll around, you know, he'll be fully healthy and then we can leverage him um, there. But yeah, man, it's it's always unfortunate to see. Um, I mean, and, and and he was going and he was uh, turning up pretty good, uh, those couple runs that he had. So to see him get taken out, uh, it was upset. I was in hell uh, when I saw that. But it is what it is. It is football at the, at the end of the day. But I didn't want to talk about Ramsey since you did bring him up. So fun fact, John. Um, so Ramsey, since being activ- activated again for the Dolphins, has played three games. In all three of those games, he's had three interceptions. And all I know is that every single person, all of the haters that we're talking about, Jalen Ramsey being washed when we got him in, in the offseason, they're real quiet right now. He is as good as advertised. And quite frankly, I don't understand why anyone is surprised that he is as good as advertised. I mean, if you get a Ferrari, those things go, what, zero to 60, three and a half seconds. You don't act surprised when you get to 60 miles an hour in three and a half (laughs) seconds. You're like, nope, that's that's what they advertise. Like, why am I going to be surprised? Like, that's what they said. That's what the product does. Like, it's working as expected. Like, this is the same thing. Like, we got a Ferrari and however... Zero to to 60 in three and a half seconds translates to in uh, football terms. That's what we're seeing. So, again, he is as good as advertised. Why anyone is surprised? If you're surprised by this, um, I don't think you know ball. But, yeah, three games, three interceptions.
0: Jalen Ramsey is playing like uh, Trayvon Diggs before the injury. Like, literally, they're like replica players. Just like like, do not throw the ball in his direction. He's a complete, like, shutdown corner right now. Um, so yeah, man, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome stuff.
1: It's fun. It's fun. I mean, the the defense is just looking I mean, and and you mentioned a little bit, but they're looking just absolutely electric, man. I mean, our I swear, every time the defense plays, they just get better and better. So statistically, by the time we get past week eighteen into the playoffs, that defense should just be absolutely obliterating offenses. I mean, Jalen Phillips, even he caught um an interception yeah um this game yeah the um the um grown product um he's also been absolutely killing it this season but yeah man the defense just looked incredible even when the offense obviously was uh was sputtering a little bit you know um which is i i feel like that's a good that's those are the signs of a great team because you see a lot of the times in football you'll have these teams where they're only good because of one specific reason it might just be the qb or the running back or you know, the defensive line, but it'll be like one specific, or maybe one or two specific positions that the team is good because they really they do really well in those positions. So this was a good example in that Miami typically was good because we had that high powered, you know, best show on turf as people have been or best show on surf as people have been calling it. And then when we kind of spartered a little bit this game and then for the defense to pick up the slack, it really shows that we are a complete football team. Again, Tua didn't have his best game, and I'm actually going to get to that in a second because that's what a lot of people are saying, but the numbers say otherwise. Tua, quote-unquote, didn't have his best games, so the defense picked up the pieces. We obviously had A-Chain going out, but still Tyreek popped off. He obviously left to the locker room for a little bit, but immediately came back. That guy is as tough as they fucking get, Uh, just absolutely incredible. He keeps on killing it. Um, Dude, so... Every single week I'm feeling better and better. And I'm staying true to my take that I've made a couple of times on the pod in that CSM playoffs, it's gonna be a completely different game. Amen. <laughs> and
0: it's we haven't really talked about this in the podcast, but we're planning on going to tailgate the Cowboys game yes, in sir. Miami. That game is gonna be nuts. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be such a big game for both teams. Uh and it's gonna be a good like checkpoint for our playoff outlook. If we can hang in there or, or beat the crap
1: out of the Cowboys. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Things look good.
1: Sort of a win-win for you regardless then, John, because whoever wins, I mean, you're walking out sort of victorious. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll see how it is when the game ends. I really like, everyone keeps saying that to me and I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel. It's going to be an interesting experience, but I'm really excited for that, for that game.
1: I feel like the best scenario for you is that both teams play really, really well. I think probably the one thing you don't want to see is either team getting just absolutely dominated by the other one. Um, And then in that manner, you can come out being like, yeah, both of my teams looked really, really good. Obviously, you have to have a winner in that scenario, but both of them still look absolutely sensational. I think that's probably the best
0: case. And you know what it is? It's like both teams are like kind of the same. where like, they're both seen as like elite, but they both are kind of also seen as fraudulent. (laughs) Like both of them struggle in these big games. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be such a epic moment of like, who is the real team of the fraud teams? Um, is that the fraud? It's bowl? gonna be great. It's gonna be great. There's a reason why tickets are 350. So
1: yeah, are we are, are we saying that that's the uh, the fraud bowl then of the season, dude?
0: I think it's like the it's like the the elite fraud bowl because I mean they're good teams, but like they are sus.
1: Yeah, Well both teams perfect examples. They are parallels of each other. Both teams. Very good on paper, are really good at beating up at a bad teams. But so far, each of those teams, whenever they've had to play an actual contender, has unfortunately has unfortunately come up short. So, yeah.
0: That's gonna I think the be, Dolphins take that game, though,
1: honestly. I think so, too. I think it's very contingent on just the team's health. Um, I think that's really what it's going to boil down to. I mean... If, uh, you know, obviously if the Cowboys, if they lose Pollard or if they lose CeeDee Lamb, um, you know, because I, I think they've already lost, uh, um, what's, the, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Van Der Um He's already been injured. Um, so I think, as long, I think it's really going to boil down to literally who can stay the healthiest uh, up until that point. Um, but I will say if both teams are fully healthy, I think I would definitely, and I'm not being biased here. Um, I think I'll definitely have to give it to the Dolphins. I think position by position, I think we're a lot better, uh, to be honest with you. We'll see. We'll see. But speaking of, and I alluded to this earlier, um, so it's very interesting after the game. Uh, dude, Miami Dolphins fans, I think right now we are just so absolutely spoiled. I mean, a lot of people forgot um, that were you know, a lot of people forgot the trenches, the absolute mud. That we used to have to suffer like people are so quick to forget about when we had to put up with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, Jay Cutler, Tannehill, um, all of these terrible QBs. What was the that guy met- from
0: UCLA that was here oh, for a Josh minute?
1: Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, Rosen. dude, I forgot about that. Oh, man. Poor Imagine God. buying a Rosen jersey. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I got to talk about that for a second, dude. I, well, there will never be a colder take than when he got drafted, uh, number 10 overall, and he literally said there were nine mistakes made ahead of me. Um, and I'll spend the rest of my time in the league making sure that they remember that. Like, holy shit, dude, you could not be more ice cold um, when it comes to a take, like, Poor that's guy. like the
0: reality of um the quote that cj stroud made where he's like i didn't come here i came here to play football like not school or something like that like you can say that and like play it off as well as cj stroud did or like you could just be like <laughs> Josh rosen where it's just the complete
1: just disgusting downfall dude i think if 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 you as a player and i think this is applicable really any facet of life if you're going to come in here and make like big dick statements like that like you have to like, you look like a you look like the, a fucking stud. You look like an alpha if you're backing it up. But then obviously, like, Josh Rosen's career just, oh, my God, they're just absolutely terrible. Just literally, like, the one at the club um, after 3 a.m. That's basically what it was, just the most foul thing I've ever seen. Uh, you can't make a statement as hard as there were nine mistakes made ahead of me um, and then just have the career that you did. Like, if you would have said, you know, if you would have said, like, hey, listen, I'm really – Um, I appreciate being 10th overall, you know, obviously would have preferred to pick higher and you better believe I'm going to be, I'm going to work my butt off to, you know, be the best I can be in the league. You'd be like, all right, like, you know, here's a guy that's like motivated and you know, he's going to, he's going to go do some stuff. Let's see what he can do. But yeah, when you're making statements like that, like you, you better back it up. Um, but yeah, good, good reminder. I had completely forgotten um, that we had gone Josh Rosen. Um, so going back to the point that I was saying, a reminder to Dolphins fans who now all seem extremely spoiled, literally on Twitter after the game, everyone was saying Tua had an atrocious game. And you know what? I was like sort of inclined to believe it because I was just like, yeah, he didn't look like crazy hot out there. So maybe let, let, let me look at the numbers. You know, the, the numbers are, one, are what don't lie. Bro, I got to look at the numbers. Tua, and again, keep in mind, this is what folks were saying was a bad game. Uh, for him. Two of finish the game. 28 for 39. 323 yards. Averaging 8.3 yards. Two touchdowns, one one interception with a QBR of 103. And that is now apparently what we're deeming a bad game. Um, So it's both beautiful because this is, I mean, we've come such a long way, but like people really gotta come down from this high holds. (laughs) And you cannot call 323 yards 28 for 39 103 qbr a bad game and i mean if we're now holding quarterbacks to such a high standard where that is considered a bad game i mean i guess i'm all for it but it's just like yo guys like like let's relax we still won this was still a great game on paper yes there's things to clean up but two is getting better bro you know he got the cornrows um (laughs) and It's uh, it's actually really funny. Like you, you saw him on the sideline with the do rag, and he's just fully embraced Miami Gardens. Like that guy is no longer, um, you know, from, from uh, from the Pacific Islands. I think he is from Hawaii. Actually, he's from Hawaii. Fact, yeah, yeah. He is just straight Miami Garden now. Gardens now. Dude, I, um, I wish he would have done
0: that back uh, before Halloween, because that would have been a, a hard Halloween costume. That I would have been rocking been. a do rag. I got my Tua jersey. That would have been hard but I agree dude. you. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm going to lean where it's, it's a good thing. Like I, I'm glad people hit their shots. Same, like, you know, same thing with Alabama, like Alabama ex- excels when people are throwing shots at them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's pressure, pressure builds diamonds, baby. So Tua is going to be hearing noise or, you know, maybe they're not hearing noise, but I think it's a good thing. Uh, criticize criticism makes you better and doesn't, it helps you not be complacent and, uh, yeah, every every week should be a week that you improve. So I love it. Talk talk to shit. Tua sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, just absolutely terrible QB. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be like just fading all of his bets moving forward. Just terrible, terrible QB. Yeah, bro, those bad. are
0: those are unacceptable stats against the Raiders. I mean that that was a that was a, a trap game. Like An- Anthony Pierce or Antonio Pierce, like. You know, the, the, that was his first loss as the interim head mm-hmm. coach. And they look yeah. solid. The Miami Dolphins, they made a bunch of, like, small mistakes. Not necessarily just Tua, but, like, the, the missed kicks, the, the turnover. I think there was – I forget all of them. But on, I was watching the game and seeing the highlights, I was like, there's a lot of reasons why the Dolphins should not have won that game. Mm-hmm. But, like you said before, like, the, the defense really kind of keeps them cl- – and, and, you know, <laughs> who who is the Raiders' QB also? You can't give them that much credit. Like, who – I don't even know who that guy is. Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue University. Yeah, mm-hmm. enough said. <laughs> Purdue. Enough, yeah, you're not,
1: unless you're Drew Brees, it's not. impressive. Yeah, you're not. You're you're not doing much unless you're Drew Brees or uh, or Mostert because Mostert also went to a Purdue. I don't really know what you're uh, what you're doing. But um, but yeah, you know, I agree 100. Um, I'm really just attributing it to rust of the uh, the bye week. I think they probably just took it easy um and then it was just kind of getting acclimated back because again they had a weird probably past couple of weeks obviously they played in germany so then obviously you're coming back i feel like you're getting reacclimated to the time but then you're also not practicing so uh, you know i'm kind of i'm kind of attributing it to um to that i mean who who is it that we have that we have next the jets I think right. Oh, that's right. This Friday, it's the Black Friday game. Duh! I was literally talking about it earlier. Dude, Thanksgiving that.
0: football, baby. Ah, oh, so nice, so nice. Dude, that's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. As corny I'm as it sounds. Thankful for Thanksgiving football. Yeah. yeah. So you got we got the NFL football, then we got the weekend with like the rivalry games. Who does Florida play this weekend?
1: Florida State. <sighs> uh, and we're just gonna get. Absolutely- Dude, you had the
0: chance to upset them, bro. They have no Jordan Travis.
1: Yeah, but we suck, dude. <laughs> we are.
0: Dude, I believe. I'm I'm going to take Florida again. I'm taking the underdog spread on Florida. I'm ready for Florida State to have their hopes and dreams. It's the perfect just dream shatterer. It, it is. Travis goes down, and then you lose to Florida, a horrible Florida team, and then get kicked out of the
1: playoff. Yeah, but, but spin zone, spin zone on that. Uh, we also lost our starting QB uh, this past weekend. Graham Mertz, oh, absolute dog. Uh, he actually Dang. got injured because he literally, like, Put his whole body on the line against two defenders, and I think broke his clavicle But um, you guys still lost, right? We still lost, unfortunately.. <laughs> Brutal. I, think, I think that's probably this is probably the longest losing streak um, that I can remember, because we lost this week, we lost last week against Arkansas. or sorry, we lost last week. Yeah, no it was against Arkansas. We lost this week against Mizzou, and then the previous week was Georgia. Um, So we're on a three-game losing streak, unfortunately. Uh, But the way that I'm spin-zoning out of that and turning that into a positive is that I saw a stat the other day that right now we are starting the most true freshmen of any team in the country. So if you think about it, if you kind of dissect these losses a little bit, like this was basically a high school football team that still was managing to put up points (laughs) against – the Georgia Bulldogs the back-to-back national champions. So if anything all of these teams should be looking at themselves and thinking how are we getting points put on us by basically a bunch of high school kids. That's what I would be saying. Like technically we shouldn't put any points against any of them. So I'm spending zoning myself into believing in that in a couple of years we're going to be really really good. Next year we have a five-star QB of a prospect joining Florida. Um and yeah Gators are going to be back, baby. That's all I got to say,
0: dude. I was, uh, I was listening to something. I'm just looking at the quarterbacks right now. Uh, where you guys need to do a good job of keeping your recruiting class because I think you guys are like top ten, but this season looks yeah. like shit to them. We... Like, these recruits are going to get hit up by every college, being like, bro, you see what just happened in Florida?
1: Yeah, and uh, we, I think we've already lost two defensive commits. Um, and dude, that's fine. Like, you want to run from the grind? Cool, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to run from the grind? <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I got to say. Like you you don't want you don't want to fight for this, bro. Like this is this is these are the moments where legends are made. Like imagine you join this team and you're part of the roster that took Florida from this dumpster fire of a season and you were part of the team that then took us to the promised land. Like yo, that's instant first round material. As opposed to you then just going to an Alabama, a Georgia, an Oregon, whatever, and then you're really just kind of, you know, Doing your best to get reps with like the other five star recruits. Um, so that's the way that I would see it personally if I was a recruit. Like, it's like, hey, I'm a good guy, I got the talent. Billy Napier, like, I, I, I'm I, still a firm believer that he's a good coach. Um, uh, so dude, if you're going somewhere else, I was like, all right, dude, fuck him. Like, they're running from the grind, we don't need that here. So that's all I got.
0: I respect that. your optimism, especially no. I, I respect your optimism above everything else, especially on Napier. No. But, uh, with all that being said, I believe I'm taking the Florida Gators. I don't even know what the spread is right now, but Max Brown, he's gonna go off. This is his Jeez.
1: chance. Well, I gotta be honest, dude. You are much more optimist uh, optimistic than I am. Uh, I am not feeling good about this weekend. <laughs> but again, I'm just been donating myself to say it's just, like, hey, it's just a bunch of high school kids. Like, bro, it's in Florida. Yeah, it's in Gainesville. It is. So it'll be it'll be interesting, and it's the iron ball for you guys, which I think you guys should. Easily crush Auburn. Bro,
0: Auburn just lost to New Mexico at home. That actually makes it a scarier game. Because, like, those Auburn games are just, like, just so weird, especially when they're bad. They always are. And so they're going to be, like, coming off of a very angry, embarrassing loss. And But I hope for that same exact reason we just absolutely put them in a blunt, roll them up, and just torch it. And smoke it. that Auburn pack. I believe
1: it. I believe it. <laughs> uh, uh, Bama's been on a hot streak. And, I mean, literally verbatim what you said like bama started a little bit cold at the beginning of the season a lot of people were ready to write them off um and it's crazy to bama not being number one not being top five in the ap poll like to them that's a bad season like people are ready to like write them off um and now they've been winning like a lot of really good games obviously i think the last biggest one they won was lsu um and yeah now they're now they're coming back and you know (laughs) time being a flat circle like undoubtedly we'll somehow see them in the playoffs
0: dude and to close out this this ring and circle on college football i just want to visualize another thing we already visualized this before but usa argentina Copa america final 2024 also 2024 ed ogeron just going off with the miami hurricanes i I just i just need it i need it i want to see the hurricanes play with ed ogeron on a
1: saturday in hard rock Followed by the Copa America final. Dude, All I'm sorry. Like, as we were talking about Ed Orgeron, all I can think about, because he's he's obviously got his, like, super thick uh, Bayou accent, Louisiana accent. Now, I'm thinking about him being here for a couple of years and somehow mixing, like, Cuban in there, where he's going to be talking both with, like, a Bayou accent and, like, a Cuban accent. That'd be awesome. That'd be a little tough to understand, but that would be funny. <laughs>
0: I want. To, I would love to hear that, like a Cuban Haitian. I mean, they exist. They're out, they're out there.
1: Somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to replicate what what that might sound like. Um, <laughs> so I'll leave it up to the listener's um, imagination to uh, think about what that, what that sounds like. <laughs> oh man, cool. So yeah, no, we definitely went on some uh, some really good tangents there. Uh, so John obviously betting the house for UF to possibly win, but at the very least cover the spread. Um, so let me know how that goes. 10 and, um, and a half
0: points. That's the spread right now. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
1: sketchy. take that. Unless, yeah, that's that's a weird, I don't I don't like that spread. At all. That, me neither. I don't like neither I was hoping for
0: like 14, but yeah. no.
1: 10 and a half, like, ugh. I would only do that if someone was like giving me money to they told me, Hey, you can only bet this money on the Florida spread and be like, all right, but
0: <laughs> I love doing that. When people ask like, Oh, like you have a betting app? I'm like, yeah. And they'll, they'll Venmo me and I'll place the bet on my app and then I'll just collect money because it's pretty much <laughs> always going to lose when someone's asking you
1: to bet for them. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, man. So, all right. Um, oh, and just a friendly reminder to everyone, hard knocks, HBO Dolphins premieres tomorrow um so my sister was nice enough to remind me that she still has an h b o max account um so I will be bullying her for her password um so I can watch an episode tomorrow. um we definitely gotta talk about that next week, but yes, tomorrow' That's be awesome, oh yeah, I'm super hyped, <laughs> but yeah, man, um think that about wraps it up with uh with dolphins um so let's pivot topics um a little bit, gotta talk the Miami Heat, who are, I think right now, probably one of the hotter teams in the league. Um, So pretty much for anyone that hasn't been keeping track, that Miami went on a scorching hot 7-0 winning streak that went all the way up to Friday, where we beat the Brooklyn Nets, which, by the way, I did make the call that Miami Heat beating the Nets on that day was free money with the money line. Called it. It hit. Um, so if you didn't see that or if you didn't bet i don't know what to tell you but yes it was up until that game we were seven and oh and actually funny enough john i don't know if you care about this but the end season tournament we are now also still technically undefeated in tournament play uh which to me is it just sounds like a bonker stack because basically you're just saying all right you you haven't lost on a friday yet because the tournament games are only getting played on Friday, so that's literally all it translates to. But I think it sounds a lot cooler when you say, you know, we're undefeated in tournament play, by the way. So if you're just talking within those parameters, the, the Miami Heat haven't lost. But yeah, that's it's pretty cool that it's on Fridays,
0: too. I like that. I like Friday uh-huh. in ter- in-season tournament vibes. Those give me good vibes. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's been fun. Um, but again, it's it's interesting because it's you're basically just having regular season games but you're calling it a tournament but here's the here's the part that i just found out about that i was like bro no way so i was originally under the impression that any game that you played in the in-season tournament counted towards your regular season uh stats but apparently if you are one of the two teams that actually makes it to the finals of this in-season tournament the final game of that tournament doesn't count So you basically have anything for anything. All it is, that's that's lame. It's bragging rights. Now the two teams that participate, like players are awarded, um, additional monetary, you know, compensation, which I think like if you win the winning team, each starting player gets like half a million or something, which is cool. I think that's definitely, that is cool. (laughs) But I feel like when you're talking the NBA, that's like the equivalent of someone being like, yo, here's, here's 50 bucks. Um go play like 60 minute basketball. I'd be like, I don't know about that one, man. Um so I thought that was pretty funny is like there making... like a, a John Morant
0: visit to the strip club.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh man. Um so I thought that was that was funny. It's just like, wait, so you're telling me that I have to play an extra game, but like that doesn't even count towards like my record for the playoffs. Like I have to go potentially get injured. I have to go exert energy, but that doesn't even count towards My season average, like, all right. Um, So shout out um, Adam Silver. I don't know who cooked up that one, but I mean, I get
0: it, but it also kind of sucks. Like, I get it, but it sucks because like, I imagine you play the tournament and you there's like a playoff, isn't there? I'm assuming after this group stage
1: there. So after the group stage, it's a single elimination. Um, And those all count, right? Yeah. So those all count, but it's literally, it's the final of the in-season tournament. It's just that one game that doesn't count. But yes, my understanding is that all of the single elimination games, like those do count uh, towards the regular season stats. It's just the final game. So you're literally, of 82 games, you may potentially have to play 83. But again, these things are taxing, man. Like imagine if you end up getting injured because of that and like you're out for who knows how many games in the season. I would be genuinely upset um and like winning that 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 tournament for all intents and purposes does nothing It's out that's out outside of uh just some weird bragging rights i guess and and guess 500 over- bands yeah and 500 bands like which is always nice I mean... but bro when you got when you got guys like debo um tyler hero uh jimmy butler were like you know they're here between like 20 mil to 40 mil a season again they're like all right, I don't know if it's really worth it uh, for me to go through all this hassle to, uh, to play a game. So I genuinely think that, like, players probably, like, don't care about it. Um, but I don't know. But speaking about caring, I think maybe the one exception to that may actually be Jimmy Butler because... Um, so I don't know how much key basketball you've watched in the past, but Jimmy Butler is a guy that you watch him at the start of the season, and this guy literally does not care about basketball. Like, he literally will be there just, like, doing cardio. Like, he does not care. And Making now starting, coffees. Yeah, basically. Like, he really doesn't get hot until after the, uh, the All-Star break, which is, like, the middle of the season. And that's when he actually starts caring. He's like, all right, you know, playoffs are around the corner. Like, let me actually play basketball. But then this season's been different because he actually has been legitimately trying. And a lot of people, myself included, speculate that the reason for that is because he heard the word tournament and to him it was just like, okay, that's basically another playoff, so I'm gonna actually care about basketball because he's just been absolutely bawling out. And everyone <laughs> who's seen um, the Miami Heat in the past, we're all very confused as to like, yo, Jimmy Butler actually cares about uh, the regular season right now. It's very weird.
0: I'll take it. But, Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for
1: showing up. We appreciate it, dude. Shout out to him. Big Face Coffee. I'm a big. I'm a big fan. It's absolutely delicious um i nice. think Jimmy Butler I, might.
0: Be- i, I, I want to get it. i tried to go once but it was raining out and it just wasn't meant to be so i think i think day. if
1: jimmy butler just like spat on the coffee like i'd probably want to <laughs> get more i'd be like yeah like maybe that'll translate into some kind of a additional basketball skill for me but as far <laughs> as i understand it's literally just coffee dude
0: that'd be <laughs> so funny imagine like he's doing like one of his like celebrity like pop-ups where he's like handing out the coffee <laughs> just go up to him like can yeah. you spit in this for me yeah
1: and then he, like, upcharge you. He's like, upcharge you. He's just like, yeah, just regular uh, black. That's uh, $7. Uh, if you want me to hack a loogie in it, that's going to be an extra eight. Uh, do you have a preference?
0: Thank you, Timothy. Yeah.
1: So, if you hear this and uh, you start doing that as a marketing tactic, um, I, at the very least, expect either uh, courtside tickets uh, for the remainder <laughs> of the season or, at the very least, a 3% cut. Um, I will let you pick. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, uh, undefeated in season tournament. Uh, we were 7-0. Like I said, we're 7-0 until Saturday where we lost against Jimmy's former team, the Chicago Bulls. Um, so, again, it's actually ironic because we went on a really long streak last season. I think it was like 20-plus games that the Heat won. Was it last season or the season before? I know it was. Somewhat reason, but I do recall there was a season that again we had a long ass winning streak, and funny enough, that was also ended in Chicago. So, again, time being a flat circle, 20 games, it was something like that. It was re- wow, I think the Heat, they now have um the second longest winning streak in NBA history. Wow, um, or it might have been the third, but yeah, it was it was a pretty historic run for them, and again, it was ended by the Chicago Bulls. But now I've been making this claim because as soon as they lost that game, I had everyone and their mother reaching out to me. They're like, oh, dude, what happened to Miami on Saturday? Because Miami actually was beating the Bulls by 20-1 to at one point to them just unfortunately blow the lead and obviously lose that game. And I said, you guys aren't seeing the bigger picture here. Like, you guys are just seeing a loss. I'm seeing as a recruiting tactic. The recruiting tactic is... That it's very well known that the, that the Chicago Bulls are trying to deal Alex Caruso, um, as well as Zach Levine, to uh, formidable suitors. So, the way that I'm seeing it is that Spolstra actually dictated and told the Heat to purposely lose this game as a recruiting tactic. Now, I don't know how good of a recruiting tactic it is, but that is the spin zone that I've been telling myself as to why we lost to Chicago on Saturday. It is because we are playing chess not checkers, against the league. And I'm sure there was a conversation that happened in the background because we are recruiting Alex Caruso and Zach Levine to join the Miami Heat. So, again, Caruso plays point guard,
0: right? He does. He is a point guard. So that would be – it's crazy. So Kyle Lowry is our starting point guard right now. Is
1: that right? I don't know who that is. (laughs) I refuse to acknowledge that. It's pretty crazy. As far as I know, whenever he gets put in the starting lineup, I'm like, huh, interesting tactic to put four people in the starting lineup. I've never seen that before.
0: Bro, against the Bulls, he played 32 minutes, which was the third, fourth most minutes on the team. And as the point guard, eight points, five assists. Not great.
1: I I think you're making this up. I've never heard of this guy. I think you're (laughs) saying a non-existent stat line. Um, I don't know why you would come on like this very ethical, very transparent. Like we are not biased. We only tell the truth here. And you would just make up these numbers, John. <laughs> no clue. Who that is.
0: So since we don't have a point guard, yes, I completely agree. We need one. Yeah. 100%. That would be sick. I like, I like that. I like, I like Caruso boy.
1: So we will be playing the, the bulls again, as part of a two game series. Um, and if we lose again, I'm fully convinced that it is purely a recruiting tactic that maybe the heater saying it's just like, look, Caruso, Levine, like, look how much of a difference like you guys could be making on this team. We went to the final last year. Like, this could be you actually playing for a ring um, come this come summertime. Um, so that's just the spin zone that I'm, I'm telling myself as to uh, as to why we lost. And if we lose again, it will continue being my spin zone. Um, If we lose any other games after that, I'll have to come up with a spin zone for those. But that is the current narrative, and um, I'm sticking to it. Let's see what happens. Tip-off
0: is going on pretty much right now. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes.
1: But yeah, man, Heat, obviously still very fun to watch. Um, I think right now we are third, maybe fourth in the East, uh, which is really awesome because we were like way at the bottom um, for a while. I um, also want to give a big shout-out to Triple J, Jaime Jaquez. Um, And I'm sorry, I saw a stat earlier that just absolutely blew my mind. So here it is. I found it. So in the last five games, Jaquez, and again, I want to remind everyone, this guy is a rookie, averaging 12.8 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, 2.6 assists per game, and he is nearly 50% from the fields. Wow. Just Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you were talking about Mexico a little bit earlier in the pod, John. This guy is Mexican, and he's just absolutely showing out for Mexico. He's just killing it in the league. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing his rookie debut um, when the season started. And, I mean, this guy is probably our best draft pick in recent memory. Um, I guess I guess, since Hero, honestly, man. Um, I don't know what it is about Spo. And, um, and the Miami Heat, but man, these guys just really know how to uh, how to sniff out talent. Um, and also, Jaime Hawkins is from UCLA, so that's a much better UCLA product than Josh Rosen. When that's the what the I was thinking though. too. I was like, this is the
0: upgraded <laughs> Josh Rosen. Dude. And the
1: upgraded uh, Mexico
0: because I support all things Mexico except for their soccer team. So shout out to Mexico
1: basketball. Dude, I, I do love... Actually I haven't been back to Mexico in a while, but bro, it is a fun country. Have you been have you been to Mexico, John?
0: I have. I've been to um <clears throat> Tulum, Cancun, uh, Ciudad, whatever, Mexico Federal, Mexico City. Oh wow. Um dude, tacos, margaritas,
1: mezcal, just it's heaven. Dude, it is it is it is that that might be we're gonna have to keep that in mind for like a potential boys' trip. Because uh, yeah. it is it is a fun spot.
0: I got called gringo more there than anywhere else, like aggressively and in a hostile manner. More than South America. They were just like not happy to see me there. I was like, I'm just trying to have my mezcal and my tacos. They were like, fuck you.
1: Yo, that's aggressive. I would be a little bit scared because they are are very open about kidnapping and uh, beheading people there. Hell yeah. (laughs) That would definitely like scare me a little bit. <laughs>
0: Dude, it was it was all from like the like the West Coast kind of like Americans coming in and like literally gentrifying the city. Yeah. Um, so that's where I got the hate. But I'm just I was just stopping by for a little bit of a visit with some tacos and stuff with my boys. But whatever. We'll go back. It'll be fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: All right. So just to wrap up, cause um just to wrap up the segment on the heat, um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on that I had in my notes. So Nikola Jovic um and i've been a very very big proponent um or sorry i've been a very big fan of jovic and i've been dying for him to get some minutes um this season and he unfortunately really hasn't gotten too many minutes um so he got assigned to the g league team the cu falls um skyforce for anyone who didn't know what the miami heat g league affiliate was um and i really appreciate that and i think again eric is playing 4d chess because he's they're keeping him hot. They're keeping him loose. They're having him get some minutes. And he's just been absolutely lighting it up against um, everyone else in the G League. So I see the vision. I see it. Like, we're keeping him hot, getting his confidence up for them, to, for him to literally come back and just absolutely torch it in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm just absolutely, like, if, if he starts getting consistent minutes, um, I am betting the house, the sink, the car. And everything in between on uh on jovic i mean dude jovic haquez tyler hero when he comes back from his injuries i mean they've all been playing sensational i think that's real right there's going to be crazy debo obviously has just been playing out of his mind um some are even saying that ever since that you and debo became boys he's in fact having his best season ever um so many are speculating that there was definitely some connection that you made with him as to why he is having such a spectacular season um, I think in generations, you know, in the future there might be a case study on that. Um so definitely be prepared, John. Like you might be the reason why, you know, he gets yeah, it. Like, and it was him
0: speaking that uh the ritual where he said, How, what's good, sports spectators. He just like voiceified it and brought the good chakras into his his threes. I believe it. I'm wearing I the same it. shirt as that day too. So Dude.
1: yeah, call me the shaman. Dude, it's borderline biblical. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> Dude, they they might, like, the, the league might start investigating this podcast as to, like, all the power that we're giving the, um you know, depot. Please. But, yeah, man. Heat, um, I think that's about it. Yep, like you said. Um, we'll definitely touch on how the Heat does um, next week with this uh, Chicago game. Um, like I said, if we lose, um, it's all part of the plan, guys. So, no need to worry. This is a... A can't lose type of situation. Either we, we win the game or we win the hearts of uh, two very very good players. Amen. But yeah, man, I think that about does it um, for You've me. Got your top five Miami athletes of the week. Yeah, we cannot forget my top five athletes of the week. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Number one, Miami athlete of the of the week. I got to give it to the rain. Because the rain had an absolutely sensational performance last week here at home, unlike the Miami Hurricanes. I mean, just the rain absolutely coming in very unexpected and just going lights out. I mean, there was flooding, probably like ankle high in a lot of parts of Brickell. Some are saying that this has been the rain's best performance um, in recent memories. Just an absolute game six LeBron against the Celtics type of numbers that it was putting up. I mean, um, I think I saw the numbers and we were looking at eight inches of rain, maybe nine inches. Um, just absolutely sensational. Big shout out to rain. I mean, it just absolutely, it killed it this week. Um, big shout master out to class. rain. class. Master, master class. Yeah. Well, while, while, while basketball players are making it rain threes, the rain was just making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next shout out. I got to give a big, uh, my number four spot. Um, I'm going to give it to the country of Nicaragua. Nicaragua recently won the Mrs. Universe pageant. And again, some might be wondering why I'm giving them a shout out. First and foremost, I think beauty pageantries, um, they themselves are very athletic. I feel like I respect all women who do uh, Miss Universe pageants. I mean, if any Miss Universe contender would love to come on the podcast and just talk to us about it, Um, we can even do like a one-on-one thing. I mean, that's perfectly fair. Hit us up. Um, you know, we'd be happy to have you. Anyone, any country that participated. Yeah, shout to Miss Nicaragua. Yeah, but shout out to Miss Nicaragua. Um, she obviously, from what I've heard, killed it that performance. But again, there's a big, big Nicaraguan uh, demographic here in Miami. Um, definitely was very, very happy for them. I think in general, as a Latino, anytime that like anyone in the Latin American community wins, it just feels like a win for um, for all of us. So I was really, really happy uh, for them. But again, open invite to any Miss Universe uh, contestant, you are more than welcome to come on the pod and we will gladly have you. Um, Next one, my number three spot goes to the Miami-Dade County first responders. So John, I don't know if you were made aware, but um, a couple of days ago, they were actually doing a live exercise where from the videos that I saw, they literally had like, the body of a plane, like in the middle of the street. Um, not 100% sure what it is that they were preparing for. I guess they might be expecting that a plane could potentially like have to make an emergency landing in the middle of a busy highway, uh, which, yeah, that, that could very well happen. So I always appreciate taking a proactive approach to disasters rather than a reactive approach. Um, so big shout out to our first responders um, and always first responders in general for Taking the time to be proactive. Um, Hopefully that is never something that we need to do. Facts. My number two spot goes to the NBA G League. So I talked about this a little bit earlier, but big shout out to them for keeping our boy, Niko Jovic, just absolutely hot. Again, he has been killing it in the G League and I appreciate them for keeping him hot, keeping him ready for when it comes playoff time. I think a lot of people really underrate the uh, the G League for what it does to basketball players but it is an essential part of a lot of these players experience when they go into the league so I want to big I, I want to give a big shout out to Adam Silver's developmental league aka the Gator League the Gatorade League aka the G League the Gator League Gatorade wish <laughs> I <wished>. yeah yeah <laughs> and then my last number one spot in this one was very well deserved I want to give a shout out to the illegal streaming service of Cracked Streams. <laughs> so I, I make it no mystery, but I do not pay for any of the football games, any sports games that I witness. I illegally stream them. I don't care. Who knows? Uh feds, feel free to come after me. I don't care. We ain't scared. Uh, we ain't scared. Like we'll go we know a lot. We'll go to court for it. Whatever. Um So my go-to platform was one that was called Stream East. Um, That that has been my go-to for, I think, since like 2019 when I initially discovered it. Never failed me, was always high quality, never buffered. But for whatever reason, this particular Sunday when I went in to watch the Dolphins games, Red Zone, was buffering, I couldn't really witness anything. Um, I went on Twitter and this was apparently like a site-wide situation. I come to find out that they had actually been having issues with their servers for the past five days. But then I happened to stumble on a tweet where someone said, Hey, you should check out crack streams. Instead. I was like, I've never heard of this. Let me click on it. Could have honestly potentially been somewhere that just like unloaded viruses onto my computer. Probably still did. Yeah. So it probably still did. (laughs) Uh, There's probably like Chinese spyware on my laptop right now that is just like picking all of this up. Um, and then someone's going to listen to him and it's just like, yeah, these are just two dudes making the worst takes of their life. Like, this is not valuable
0: information. <laughs> Dude, China's been infiltrated yes. on all of my software for probably years now. They're probably like, yo, this guy's is wild. <laughs>
1: like, no useful information, but they're entertaining. So yeah. I guess we can keep spying on them.
0: Yeah. Dude, so yeah, add crack streams to your rotation. Same. I was yeah. trying to watch um on Saturday and it was having problems. So I have to add it yeah. to my subconscious. Cracked. Streams. Yeah. C R A
1: like crack like the drug. E D yeah. and streams. <laughs> all one word.
0: <laughs> so, you know You can remember it because of the crack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you partake in crack.
0: <laughs> this is a stream for you.
1: This is you're gonna love this one. This is really, really <laughs> gonna be up your alley, guys. <laughs> but yeah, man, those are my top five athletes of the week. And with that, guys, we have another successful episode. This is, wow, now, episode nine. Holy cow, we are now one away from being in double digits area. The decade
0: of streams, no, the decade of podcasts coming up next week.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. I'm
0: hyped. I'm hyped. Right after, yeah, right after Thanksgiving. So, ooh, man, yeah, Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Yeah, Thanksgiving, I'm not traveling this year, so I'm just going to be able to just chill, football, beer, football, beer, beer football podcast oh yeah that's gonna be my thanksgiving weekend (laughs) let's go all
1: right baby always a pleasure getting to talk to you for a little bit but yeah guys that is it thanks for tuning in
0: that's it happy thanksgiving everybody peace